Welcome to the Deep Roots at Home podcast. For those of you new here, the Deep Roots at Home website was founded by Jackie in 2011. As a retired RN, longtime homeschooler, past Lyme sufferer with a love of preventative natural medicinals, Jackie has encouraged women for years now. Our desire is to spread truth and important information during these recent deceptive times, as well as the practicals of homemaking and all things beautiful. Whether you are listening in the car, while you're making dinner for your children, or sitting with a relaxing cup of tea, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Deep Roots at Home, and I'm your host, Abby Grace, and today we welcome Julie Formby, owner of YourNewVitality.com, Holistic Health from a Biblical Perspective. Now, Julie has used natural health care since high school, when she had a friend with MCS who helped educate her on how to protect herself and her family. After her father was diagnosed with stage four kidney failure and was helped by a natural health care practitioner, she went to school and was certified in the many, many areas listed on her website. And I would encourage you to look at that massive list on the website. Julie's a wealth of information. She took a seven-year sabbatical to help her husband in his business till COVID hit. And then during COVID, she restarted her healthcare practice, incorporating all the skills she was trained in. Julie is a wife and mother of four adult children and has a wealth of knowledge to share with us today. And today we're going to talk about a very popular subject among us moms, and that is hormones. And I know that I'm looking forward to learning from Julie today. So welcome to the podcast, Julie. Thank you so much. It's exciting to be back. I love Jackie and I love what she's doing. So it's a, it's a real honor to be here. Well, I'm just thrilled to talk with you today. I know that I'm very interested in what you have to say. I'm 50 years old and getting close to menopause myself. And I just, um, hormones are one of those very popular topics, whether you're a young woman, whether you're older like me. So um, just what do you have on your heart to share with us today? Well, I think maybe I'll talk a little bit about my journey and just trying to figure out my hormone puzzle. Mm -hmm. um, I've always been estrogen dominant. I don't have like high levels of estrogen. I just have more from a balance standpoint than I do progesterone. And the two of those really need to be balanced within a woman's body along with other along with other hormones. And I think it's important to say when I say estrogen, I don't mean um, we have many estrogens. There's not just one estrogen. So we'll talk about the different types of estrogens today, but, um, there's some that are more active and destructive in the body. And so that's always been a concern for me is if I have high levels of estrogen, I know that that could lead to cancers. This was before I was even a healthcare practitioner. I knew that it could lead to you know, uterine cancer and cervical cancer and breast cancer and other types of um, illnesses. And so I just wanted to take a proactive approach and get that under control for myself. And so um, I started by just, you know, before I was a healthcare practitioner, just trying to take care of it myself. And um, I had trouble maintaining pregnancy without progesterone. So um, I've been pregnant five times. And the first baby, um, ended in a miscarriage pretty early on, but it made me wonder what's going on with my hormones. And it turned out 
when I got pregnant with my second child, my daughter, um, that I was low in progesterone and I asked the doctor specifically to test for that and just make sure. So they just had me do like a, a progesterone cream and, um, I just use like a plant-based progesterone cream. And that was, uh, I think it was made from wild yam or something just like from natural grocers and it worked. It helped me to maintain pregnancy. And, um, so then even though I could get pregnant and I could carry a, a baby now, which would have, you know, years and years ago meant infertility for me as a woman before we had these things or knowledge of these things. Um, I still wanted to make sure that I was like, okay, outside of pregnancy, that I'm not developing cancers and things. So then I tried bioidentical hormones because I'm more naturally minded, always have been. But at the same time, it really bothered me. Like we could get my hormones all balanced, but why is my body not making enough? You know, what's the problem? Why is it not doing what it's supposed to do? And I bought into the whole thing of, okay, well, you know, my mom's mother had hormone issues. My mom had hormone issues. My sister had hormone issues. So I bought into this whole genetic thing, which I don't even think that that's true anymore. There may be a component of that that can be switched on or off depending on your lifestyle. But um, I think the main thing is lifestyle. And for me, this is just being totally transparent. <laughs> I am a, a complete driver type A personality. And so I think the stress and the activity, the lack of sleep, um, self-care, even not being super careful about what I eat, that all contributes to how hormone balance works. Gotcha. And I'm, yes. I was just saying, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've like tanked my adrenals and there's a lot of, you know, hormone production that takes place with adrenals. And if you're high in stress hormones, then those stress hormones steal from your sex hormones being produced. So okay. that's some of, I think what's happened in my body. And, um, after, you know, years and years of stress, it's still not exactly where it should be, you know, and it's easy for me to ignore it because it's not like a, a big, huge deal, but, um, you know, I'm still trying to get myself into place and I'm always, I'm always learning. So I'm much better, but I'm not completely resolved and I'm always learning. And recently I've been really studying from a group called the wellness way. And you can go look on their website. Um, I think it's just called the wellnessway.com. They have, um, offices all over the United States and they're even starting to go international, but they're fabulous. And they have all kinds of videos and excellent education on understanding hormones. So, um, that's a lot of what I'm studying right now in my own education though, as a, a natural healthcare practitioner, what I learned was very different than what the wellness way teaches. And so what I learned was like to look at the body and look at symptoms of what's happening. So like if you have a prolonged menstrual period or it's super heavy in general, uh, like what I was taught is that means that you have high estrogen. 
or low progesterone or a combination of both because estrogen is proliferative and it's going to build up the lining of the uterus and cause um, a heavier cycle. And then progesterone cuts that off. So for me, I would have these long cycles. They weren't necessarily heavy, but they were long because I didn't have enough progesterone to cut off that bleeding. So um, anyhow. So if, I, you, um, if yeah. you have um, low progesterone, does that always mean you have high estrogen or not necessarily? Not necessarily. Okay. No. So you can be estrogen dominant, but it doesn't mean that you have an excess, like high amount of estrogen. So okay. you could still be within like the normal, like clinical ranges for estrogen, but be estrogen dominant. Does that make sense? So if you have low progesterone, you, does it mean you always are estrogen dominant then? Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you have like out of range estrogen. It's just not in the right balance. Mm -hmm. And that would be, then you would raise your progesterone to bring that balance. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm yes. asking is because when I, um, this is now 17 years ago, um, but uh, I had such low progesterone when they tested, it was like, it was like 0 0.02, um, like nothing in my body. And yeah. I I was pregnant and they wow. said it was absolutely incredible that I didn't miscarry that baby. Absolutely. And so I went on bioidentical progesterone for many, many years. Um, but I've not been on now for, for several years and I haven't tested anything to know. So um, it's got me curious now, especially as I'm very close to menopause, probably where my levels would be. So, so what are some of the ways that, um, people can test their, their hormones. Do you do hormone testing on your site? Um, I have links to direct labs where people can order their own lab testing. So they can, you know, if they consult with me, then I tell them which tests they need to order, but I'm going to give a lot of information today. So people can, you know, order their own tests. Right. You might need help in interpreting them. And that's where I help out. Gotcha. Um, like I said, I'm still learning. So like my training as an herbalist, I started to tell you that I was like, you know, we would look at, you know, oh, that's symptomatically a high estrogen situation or a low progesterone situation. So let's do this herb, which stimulates one or the other or decreases one or the other, or let's do a supplement and that'll help balance that out. But we weren't testing and that's what I like about the wellness way is there's, they don't guess. And so, I, I mean, I think that the body is wise and you need to, you know, interpret the signs of the body, but I could totally be misinterpreting. There may be some other things going on that we're going to talk about, like inflammation in the body. And you don't know that unless you do testing. I mean, you may have some symptoms or you may not. There's some people who don't have any symptoms except maybe high cholesterol which how many people know that that's a symptom of inflammation. So you have to test that to find out what are your cholesterol levels? Um, uh, what, what kind of allergies do you have? Do you have any food allergies that can cause inflammation? Uh, do you have blood sugar issues that can cause high estrogens and storage of belly fat 
and things of that nature. It can also affect male hormones. So, you know, men that have erectile dysfunction and some other issues with low testosterone, they may be producing way more estrogens because of eating too many, too, too high of a sugar diet. So you put all these tests together and it gives a complete picture of what's going on in the body. Do you have autoimmune issues going on that are um, affecting hormone production? And then in a little while, we'll get into not just what are you producing, but how are you metabolizing and converting those hormones? Because that makes a difference for your health too. And you can only tell that if you do blood testing and urine testing. So there's, there's a way that you have to monitor it. And I'm moving more in that direction. Um, I'm kind of like in an in-between phase though, because even though I've started my healthcare business up again, I'm not working 40, 60, 80 hours a week anymore. (laughs) I'm semi-retired. So I'm learning and I do this because I love it. And, um, you know, starting to practice the wellness way of doing things. Gotcha. Implement some of their principles. Yeah. Very interesting. Yes. So do we want to talk about the different types of testing that you can do for hormones? Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think um, I mentioned a little bit earlier that it's important um, to take care of yourself. So because I've had a high stress life just from my own pressures that I put on myself, I overcommit. Um, and I just love life. So I just live it to the fullest, but sometimes it's to my own detriment. Um, I end up stealing using stress hormones, um, using cholesterol and pregnenolone and everything to produce stress hormones instead of producing, you know, sex hormones. So I'm trying to get that into place. And that's part of what you test when you do, um, lab testing. So there's a blood test that you can do that, um, like a, a complete female hormone panel that measures your cortisol and cortisone levels in addition to the rest of your sex hormones. And that's going to tell a lot about, um, you know, where, what, it, what's going on with your production and how are things being converted? So you want your adrenal hormones, your stress hormones to cycle throughout the day. You want them to be higher in the morning and then kind of come down throughout the day. And they're higher in the morning to wake you up and get you going and give you the energy that you need. And then they gradually decline throughout the day so that you can go to sleep. A lot of people get that whole rhythm all out of sync. So when they're ready to go to bed, their stress hormones are way high and they're revved up, they can't sleep. And then they wake up the next morning and they're exhausted and they're revved up all day and they can't sleep. And that just like steals hormones away from uh, sexual hormone production. And then um, there's other times where once you get to an exhausted standpoint that you don't even produce enough to get out of bed. And then you're exhausted all stinking day instead of revved up and you can't wait to go to bed. And even when you wake up, after a full night's sleep, you're still tired. So this blood testing with cortisol and cortisone levels is going to tell you what's going on with that cycle. When it 
comes to vaccines, most mothers and fathers want to know facts, not others' opinions. Jackie wished she had known more facts when she went in for her first well-baby visit. Because Jackie strongly promotes parental choice, she felt led to write a short treatise with personal facts. This vaccination ebook is pretty concise to allow you, the parent, to read, research into the studies she shares, and come up with your own decisions. Jackie's sincere desire is that you and your children thrive, and so she presents to you the vaccination ebook free of charge. Simply go to deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash. That's deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash. The other thing that you want to do is um, the Wellness Way is a big advocate of Dutch testing. So that is a urine test that you take. And that's what tells you how you're converting hormones from one form to another and how you're metabolizing them and excreting them. So the thing that was alarming to me and that I had always suspected was that my um, hormones were not being converted into a healthy form, which could lead to cancer. So there's some complicated pathways that we're going to talk about. Um, There's one called a CYP1A1 pathway, and that's the most healthy pathway that you want the majority of your hormones to be metabolized through. And I'll give you some of those percentages. I don't have it memorized. Let me find it here. All right. You want 60 to 80% of your hormones to leave the body through this CYP1A1 pathway. And then you have another pathway called CYP3A4. And you want 13 to 30% of your hormones to leave the body through that pathway. And then there's the bad destructive pathway. That's called the CYP1B1 pathway. And why that's a destructive pathway is hormones that go through that direction are converted into something called quinones and those can lead to DNA damage. So I have a pretty high percentage of hormones that are converted through that pathway. And so where we're- You found this out through the Dutch test? Yes. Yes. It's a urine test. So both of these tests you do like a week after you ovulate a week after ovulation and, um, they measure the levels at the same, you know, at the same time of the month. So for me, I started off having to take, um, a bunch of herbs and supplements to try to redirect everything over into the correct pathway. And I'll give you some examples of that. So let's see. I think this is it. So for example, you can push hormones from that CYP1B1, the destructive pathway. You can push them over into the healthier metabolic pathways by using supplements related to cruciferous vegetables. So like your broccolis and Brussels sprouts and cauliflowers and all of those things, those help to um, excrete hormones, like grab them and take them out of the body and uh, you know keep estrogens down low. Uh, St. John's wort is something that also helps redirect that pathway as well as Japanese knotweed and passion flower. 
Now, something that a lot of people have probably heard of that's an actual supplement, it's not an herb, is DIM. And that just helps the, the liver dump out excess estrogens. That but then you want to bind those and flush them. DIM, D-I-M. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. There's another supplement called I3C. So you can use a combination of these things to redirect hormones down the proper pathway, but you have to know first which pathway are they being metabolized through. I was going to say, if somebody just wanted to just take those in case, that's not a wise thing to do, is it? You want to be careful. So I really feel like, like I felt like I had really good training, you know, as an herbalist, but you can mess things up. Like if you're misinterpreting different signs, you know, and I think, oh, okay, well, let's redirect this. That may not be the full problem of what's going on. Mm -hmm. So we really want to look at like, let's do a stool test and see what your, your gut flora is. And if you have a lot of bacteria, if you have a lot of inflammation, you know, if you have allergy symptoms, then we want to take care of that. And then there's other testing that you want to do, like blood testing for um, various allergies. So I had a ton of allergies that I didn't even know about. So we used to eat, I mean, the whole time my kids were growing up, we ate eggs practically every single day. I never had like, you know, anaphylaxis or <laughs> rashes or anything like that from eggs. But it turns out that I have an innate allergy to eggs. So that was causing inflammation in my body that I didn't even know about. And then of course, cholesterols are going to produce, you know, be produced to put out that inflammation instead of producing sex hormones for me. So that's another important test that needs to be done. And then I also had other allergies that I had developed throughout life related to get this wheat, dairy, and, uh, I guess eggs, that was the top thing. So wheat, dairy, and eggs. And I was like, go figure, like those are the top allergens for most people. I didn't have one for corn, but um, some of the other gluten-containing grains, I had an allergy to. And I really didn't believe it because I don't have any of those external symptoms. You know, I don't have like the bumpy chicken skin on the backs of my arms. I don't eat a lot of gluten, but you know, I was eating enough that it was causing inflammation so that hormones weren't being produced properly. So I've completely laid off gluten and, um, except a few weeks ago I cheated and I decided to have some pizza. <laughs> I went out with my son's girlfriend to this awesome, you know, like single slice pizza restaurant. And I was like, I haven't had pizza in so long. I'm going to try it. It was such a mistake. Really? By the time I went to bed that night, I looked like I was like six months pregnant. My belly was totally bloated out. And I was like, okay, well, there's, there's a good indicator that I shouldn't be eating this. And then the next morning when I woke up, I looked like I had been crying all night. My eyes were totally like almost puffed shut. And I had never really had that much of a, a reaction before, but it was enough to convince me that, yeah, Julie, you shouldn't be doing <laughs> gluten or wheat at all. Yeah. So anyhow, it just confirmed the blood test. Like I saw it for real in real time. Right. So then, um, another hormone that's interest 
that's important to be tested is testosterone. So we always think of this as a male hormone, but for women, it's very important for uh, sexual drive, the ability to have an orgasm <laughs> makes a huge difference. So ladies, if you have trouble um, getting to the point of orgasm or even having an interest, um, it's important to test your testosterone. For men, that testosterone can be low, maybe because of blood sugar. I mentioned that earlier, um, you know, that you have more of like an estrogen dominance as a man, but you could also be converting um, testosterone into DHT, which is dehydroxy, dihydroxy testosterone. And that is the harmful form of testosterone that can cause prostate cancer and an enlarged prostate. So one of the things that I learned through the wellness way is, um, well, let me back up in my herbal training. I was always taught, Oh, you know, if you have, you know, an enlarged prostate, then you should use saw palmetto that will help reduce the inflammation in the prostate and shrink it. Well, through the wellness way, what I learned is that doesn't always work. That only works if you have, um, issues with DHT. So let me get to this other slide over here and I'll explain this. So dihydroxy testosterone is 10 times stronger than regular testosterone. And it's actually what kills hair follicles. So that can be one of the reasons that men, you know, we have male pat pattern baldness. Right. That could also be one of the causes in women Thyroid is another issue, of course, or just um, like nutritional deficiencies can cause that. But um, saw palmetto is not going to help a person um, if they have low DHT. Right. It's only going to help them if they have high DHT. So gotcha. anyhow. There's other reasons that you can have an enlarged prostate, but if a man, you know, has low DHT, then the saw palmetto is not even going to help. Mm -hmm. So that's another reason why testing is really important. So I'm really changing the way that I'm practicing. <laughs> and um, like I said, I'm always learning. You feel trying to unravel the puzzle. Do you feel like the way that you were practicing is more treating symptoms, whereas um, the wellness way is looking at the underlying causes? Yeah. I mean, I thought that I was looking at the underlying causes because that's what natural medicine is all about, right. is treating the cause and, and uncovering it. So, I mean, you could look at all of these other things. I mean, there are things that you can figure out about inflammation in the body um, just through observation and asking questions. But like people like me, I wasn't even aware. Mm -hmm. I wasn't even aware that I had allergies and I had inflammation that was being caused by those allergies. So I really have become a believer in testing. I just think that allopathic medicine doesn't interpret the test properly and then they throw a pharmaceutical at it. So for instance, you know, if you have um, low T4, you know, then you need to take levothyroxine 
or Synthroid? I don't think that's the answer with the wellness way they teach you how to really uncover what's going on and why is the thyroid not producing enough uh, T4? Or why is your TSH, which is made in the pituitary that stimulates the thyroid to make T4, why is that low? Or why is it high? What's going on? I mean, do you have an autoimmune issue going on? Do you have allergies and inflammation? You know, is it uh, stress? You know, what are your cortisol and cortisone levels, you know, going on? Because the thyroid is going to jump in and try to help the adrenals. <laughs> so there's even a contraindication for levothyroxine that if there's adrenal insufficiency, they shouldn't prescribe it. But doctors don't even listen to that. And they do that. And, you know, you have low TSH or low T4, and they automatically say, okay, you're going to be on level thyroxine for life, but you have to uncover all these other factors. Mm -hmm. It's so amazing to me how hormones play a part in everything. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> They're chemical messengers. Yeah. I mean, how, how, and how it works with the thyroid and how it works with your, you know, uh, pregnancy cycles and how it works with your like it's all so connected. Um, Very much so. Yeah, I. Very I, much so. It's kind of one of those love hate relationships. If you can't live with them, you can't live without them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the most important thing, like, I mean, the testing is expensive, mm -hmm. and to follow protocols can be very expensive. But at the same time, you know, what's the what's the long term cost and what's the trade off? I don't want uterine cancer, cervical cancer, breast cancer, any of that. Mm -hmm. And I do have a history of breast cancer in my family. And you know how I was saying, well, you know, is it inherited? Well, I'm very curious. I wish I could have tested my grandmother <laughs> uh -huh. and tested my aunt and compared it to me. But at the same time, I mean, you tend to live the same way as your family, you take on the same lifestyle, you eat the same diet, you know, you might have the same work ethic, which yeah. I come from like a long line of workaholics. And you know, sleep isn't valued very much. <laughs> and I'm having to really slow down and just take care of myself. And I think that's an important message for people is just self care. Yeah. Is it's important that you get enough sleep every night. And this is something that's fascinating is even men and women are made differently as far as how much sleep we need. So men need like eight to 10 hours a night of sleep. That's kind of, I mean, sorry, six to eight hours of sleep. They can get by on that. Women need more like eight to 10, but we also have so many more like hormonal things going on than men do. We're right. way more complicated right. and there's a lot more that's going on. And so, and we are just, you know, um, we're created for different purposes. Men are able to handle a lot more stress than women and not have it mess them up so much. So it's important that we take care of ourselves. It is no secret that Jackie loves TRS, but some have asked exactly what is TRS? TRS is a nano zeolite spray that facilitates some amazing things. TRS does not heal anything, but it gently clears the body of toxins and heavy metals, so the body can heal itself exactly as God designed it to do. Why not get to the root cause instead of just applying band-aids? 
Excellent supplements and individual remedies can help, but they cannot help as much until you remove the root source of inflammation and disease. Detoxing toxins and metals is foundational to good health. TRS is safe for the elderly and for children as well. For more information, go to www.deeprootsathome.com forward slash TRS. Um, other ways that we can help with just regulating our hormones and getting them to function, you know, properly is things like infrared saunas. So that helps regulate hormones, um, supporting your adrenals. So that can be done through adaptogenic herbs like, you know, ashwagandha and passion flower and kava. Those are all important herbs to help just calm the adrenals and give you the energy that you need. And some people really need an extra boost like desiccated adrenals. We don't eat animal organs anymore. And so we don't get the benefits of the rich nutrition that's in animal organs. And I kind of don't like to think about taking a big bite out of an adrenal. It sounds really disgusting to me, but (laughs) it's something that, you know, people used to eat everything. And even like one of the things that I learned in my herbal training was that that's how the Native Americans got their dose of vitamin C for the winter was when they would kill an animal, they would eat the adrenal. They just cut it out first and eat it raw. Serious. Yes. Yes. And so not only were they getting the vitamin C, but they were getting the adrenal, you Uh know, organ itself. Right. Which it used to sound very like kind of superstitious to me. You know, I remember learning before I got into herbal medicine, I think it was in college. um, I studied about like, you know, native healers and stuff in Latin America. And, you know, like if you had an issue with your eye, then you eat an animal eye and that'll help cure it. It just sounded so like primitive to me and superstitious, but it really, it really works. (laughs) I mean, the eyeball is like high in the vitamin selenium. And so like eagles have the highest, you know, the best vision and they have very high concentrations of selenium in their eyeballs. <laughs> Interesting. And so, you yeah. know, if you have vision problems and you eat animal eyes, uh. then, yeah, <laughs> then you can get a higher dose of selenium and then that's good for your thyroid and it's good for, you know, all kinds of other things. Yeah. But anyhow, um, let's see other things on self-care. So um, the lymphatic system it's very important to keep that moving, just moving toxins out, but also, you know, it helps with moving messages around the body and it's really good for you actually to, to do the hot, cold shower thing or the hot bath, cold shower, because it shocks the system and resets, um, your hormones and helps to balance them. So that's something that I'm experimenting with. So that's, Um, I've also, that's where you're literally in a hot bath and then you turn on a cold shower and jump in there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah or have you ever sat in a hot spring and then gotten out and rolled around in the snow and then you jump back in and it's just no I haven't (laughs) so yeah it's kind of invigorating and burning (laughs) Uh uh-huh wow wow But I mean, that's what the Native Americans used to do. And there was some, you know, they'd sit in their sweat lodges and then they'd jump in the cold river. 
Uh-huh. So it's pretty cool that, I don't know, there's just a lot of practices that a lot of Native cultures did that really aren't just primitive, superstitious cultures. They actually really made a difference in people's lives. And for myself, I'm, um, I take detox baths um, as many times a week as I can. <laughs> Run the water really hot with, um, I try to use at least four cups of Epsom salts. Um, I need to research this myself, but I was told that that actually produces infrared. Serious? Yeah. So if you don't have an infrared sauna, then Epsom salts. And like I said, I need to research it, but I was told this by another very knowledgeable practitioner. So I had Epsom salts and um, about a cup of baking soda. And I just sit there and I let myself get really hot and sweaty. And (laughs) I can't bring myself to take a cold shower after that, though, because I just want to get into bed. (laughs) Well, I can tell you that a lot of the mamas listening will love the fact that they can have uh, several, several Epsom salt baths several times a week. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a a paradise for a busy mama, right? (laughs) Absolutely. I, I never used to really understand the bath thing because I was always in a hurry and took a shower. Calgon, take me away. Yes. And then I had kids. And I was like, yeah, that'd be nice to have some alone time. Uh-huh. And now that my kids are all grown up, I have time to do it. And I'm just trying to, you know, recover my health after some really stressful years. Even though I knew a lot of the right things to do, I haven't been practicing it. And so... <laughs> Right. As I help other people, I'm trying to get myself back in order too. Right. That just being totally transparent and letting people know that just because, you know, we're healthcare practitioners doesn't make us perfect. Right. Right. Well, that is um, fascinating. I'm going to have to remember that with the, with the bath. I am, um, we have a nice big tub and I don't take advantage of it enough. <laughs> you should. Yeah, it's, it's glorious. I just like put in my little earbud, which I know is not healthy. But <laughs> you can listen on a speaker. I just try not to wake up my husband. Mm-hmm. And I just listen to what I want to listen to and just sit there with the jacuzzi running. And yeah. it's really nice. It's really nice. So let's see some other things to think about with balancing hormones. You want me to keep going? Yeah, absolutely is um, vitamin D3 and DHEA and pregnenolone. So vitamin D3, your vitamin D levels are critical for hormone production. So not only does it help with immune function and just basically, excuse me, overall health, but um, we have to have the right vitamin D levels to produce hormones because it's fat soluble and hormones are fat soluble and they're based on cholesterol. So a vitamin D test is very important. And most people I think have to supplement. And I wasn't really turned on to the importance of vitamin D until, you know, the last few years with COVID and stuff. But also when I tested my vitamin D levels, they were completely in the tank. So of course I'm not going to be producing enough hormones and you can just get like a $40 test from everlywell.com and you just prick your finger, you put it on this little, um, 
you put it, fill these little circles on this card and you mail the card in. Mm -hmm. So people don't even have to have like a healthcare practitioner to order that test. And it's pretty inexpensive, but most people should be taking around 10,000 IUs of vitamin D per day and be sure it's D3 and that it has K2 as well. The reason that K2 is important is if you, um, vitamin D fixes calcium in the blood <laughs> that can cause plaques and things to build up, especially if you have like blood sugar issues or inflammatory issues. So cholesterol is really not a problem unless you have some metabolic factors that are in play, or if you're, you know, locking vitamin D in the blood along with calcium, the K2 moves it into the, the muscular tissues and the tissues of the body so that you don't have it sitting in the wrong place. So that's really important. And then DHEA is one of the building blocks for hormones. Sometimes people have to supplement that if your body's not making enough, but as your body heals, you should be able to start producing enough DHEA. Uh, pregnenolone is another hormone precursor that people can supplement, but um, ultimately we want the body to produce that. So all of these like herbal, you know, recommendations, reducing inflammation, reducing allergies, making sure that you're converting properly, you're getting enough sleep, you're, you know, getting enough vitamin D3, you have enough cholesterol, all of these things all work together to create the hormone picture. That, so it's pretty complicated, but. So Beth, I have a question about the vitamin D3. Um, a while ago, uh, my doctor prescribed me vitamin D. Is that the wrong kind of vitamin D? like um, a prescription of vitamin D, a generic prescription from your doctor, would you say that's, is that D2? You want D3 and K2. Right. So if it's the D3 form, then, then that's okay. I mean, there's some forms that are better. Um, purists would say you don't want to do D3 at all because it's, it's synthetic, but it kind of depends on your situation. You can get vitamin D from fish oil. Gotcha. You also get vitamin A. So that's like a good place to start is vitamin or is um, fish oils to take that every day. But um, sometimes people need to supplement and it depends on what you've done to your body. I mean, like I said, I came out of, you know, seven years of pretty high stress. Right, right. And so I was tanked and not spending time outside in the sun. I mean, you can create like, um, 250,000 IUs a day, I believe of, um, vitamin D3, just by being out in the sun, making that conversion. It's different for people who are, have darker skin. They don't convert it as easily. So you'll find a lot of times that African-Americans are deficient in vitamin D. It's very hard to make that conversion and they probably need to supplement even more than someone who's light skinned. In these troubling times, it's no secret that we are being censored. It's getting harder and harder to spread the truth. Facebook is throttling us and we don't know how much longer we will be there. Here are a few things you can do to stay in touch with Deep Roots at Home. Firstly, sign up for our newsletter. Jackie sends out exclusive, important content to her readers. The link will be in the show notes. 
Number two, consider making Deep Roots at Home your homepage in your browser. Number three, print your favorite Deep Roots at Home articles and place them in a binder to have on hand in case of emergency. And finally, follow us on other social media channels. We are now on Telegram and Gab and soon Truth Social. Jackie's greatest desire is that God would be glorified through these dark times. So another thing with hormones is the liver can hold on to estrogens and um, you can tell what's going on with the liver uh, through some of the blood testing uh, that you can do. And I should probably go over the different um, markers to test. We'll do that in a minute. How much time do we have? Like 10 minutes. Okay. So um, if the liver is not dumping it out and detoxing, then you need to help. So that's where you get the dim um, milk, thistle, dandelion, those types of herbs, ashwagandha, coleus, um, schizandra, those all help with detoxing and methylation um, of hormones out of the, the liver. So that's a super important factor as far as keeping yourself from, you know, developing cancers and things of that nature. And then um, managing blood sugar. So high inflammation, cholesterol is going to go put out the fire. It's going to stress out your thyroid and other organs. It's going to cause inflammation and you're not going to be making hormones. So that's really important to get that under control. So part of the blood testing that you do involves, um, it's important to do a complete metabolic panel because that's going to tell what's going on with your lipids, with your blood sugar, that type of thing. It's also important to do a complete blood count, a CBC. That's going to tell about, you know, red blood cell production. It's going to tell about white blood cells, um, what's going on in the body from that standpoint. Here we go. So if you want to figure out what's going on with your hormones, people are going to be surprised to know you want to test TSH. So that's the thyroid stimulating hormone made by the pituitary T4. That's um, a thyroid hormone. T3 is the active form that T4 is converted into. So the balance of that will tell you a lot. So you may be making enough TSH and T4, but not making the conversion to T3. So there's things that you can do to support your body to, to make that conversion and the liver's tied in with that. So then you want to test the liver enzymes and what's going on there. Um, you also want to test not just the active or not just T3 and T4, but the free T3 and T4 resin T3 uptake cortisol. So that's the adrenals again, that we talked about. Uh, thyroid binding globulin. We want to test that. We want to test any anti-thyroid antibodies or anti-thyroglobulin antibodies. So that tells is the, is the thyroid being attacked for some reason mm -hmm. and why? So one reason that the thyroid could be attacked is um, it's pretty common with like Lyme's disease that the spirochetes and the bacteria get inside of the cells in the thyroid and the body's trying to deal with it, but it's attacking the thyroid. So you have to kind of peel the onion all the way back and figure out, you know, do you have Epstein-Barr that's kind of a repository for Lyme disease? 
and you know work on all of that, but also protect the thyroid while you're trying to get rid of the spirochetes and the bacteria that are attacking the thyroid and then the body attacking the thyroid. <laughs> so it's kind of complicated. Um, thyroid peroxidase antibodies, reverse T3, ferritin. So that has to do with anemia and um, iron in the blood. Um, we want to test vitamin D, pregnenolone, DHEA sulfate, estradiol, estrone, and estriol. So this is how I was saying we have estrogens, not just one right. estrogen. Yes. And um, you want estriol is like the most active form that can be destructive. So you have to really figure out what that um, level is. And then sex hormone binding globulin. So are you holding on to it and being able to use it or is it being produced and just kind of disappearing? And are you accumulating more than you should? Uh, you want to test testosterone free in total, progesterone, DHT, which is the destructive form of testosterone that we talked about before. You want your fasting insulin, um, glucose, and then C-reactive protein. So that's an inflammatory marker. Homocysteine is also an inflammatory marker that you want to measure and lactate dehydrogenase, LDH. So that's a lot, but that gives a complete picture. And if nothing is uncovered in that first hormone panel, along with the Dutch test urine panel, which it probably will be, then you start digging a little bit more. That's right. when you look at the other inflammatory markers. And um, I mean, weird things, you know, like with thyroid balance, you know, if you don't look at everything, you could start supplementing to fix the thyroid and maybe the person really has cancer Yeah, <laughs> and you're not uncovering it completely. So that's very important to try to uncover. So, which is why I, the, the whole full spectrum of testing is important, right? Yeah, it's super important. So you could have like low TSH and low T4, which would most people would think, oh, that means something is going on with the thyroid. But if you have high CEA, which is carcinoembryonic antigen, antigen CEA, that's a cancer marker. It's produced in babies during pregnancy, like in utero, which makes sense because they're proliferating cells, but you don't want that to happen in just a normal person. Then that person um, probably, that person has cancer and immune issues. Gotcha. Could have cancer and immune issues, I should say. So gotcha. it's just something to think about. Right. Wow. Well, this is like been a massive amount of information. Um, I'm sure that some of our listeners have probably pulled out their pen and paper and been writing frantically. <laughs> well, and go listen to the wellness way. They have tons of educational videos on like they have a whole series on the thyroid and a whole series on cancer and a whole series on hormones. And, you know, there's a lot that people can do for themselves. Um, it's going to be expensive to get the testing and go after it. And um, 
if you spend the money on the testing, then you might want to get somebody who, you know, knows what they're doing to help you. Right. But, um, anyhow. Right. Yeah. If you really want a complete picture, you have to do a pretty complete panel. And with the wellness way, it's pretty um, interesting. He tells his story quite a bit, Dr. Patrick Flynn, about trying to uncover the issues with his wife. I think they were dating at the time, but she had polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is, you know, ties into this whole topic that we're, we're talking about. I mean, typically those people have really high androgens, which are, you know, like male hormones and um, they could also have high estrogen. So they have these super heavy periods and they're growing facial hair at the same time and acne. And it's just like a mess. And a lot of times they're told they can't have children while well, he was trying to unravel this whole thing with his wife. And, um, he said, let's just test everything. And that's when he really became an expert in understanding all the hormone pathways, what converts to what and what's needed, you know, for each step of the way. And so he understands every step of the way and the testing and the, the panels that they've put together, um, you know, show you where the, the problem is in the process and then how, then you have to know how to address it. Yeah. So, yeah, but there's a lot of, you know, education there. So that's who I've been learning from in kind of changing my way of thinking and not just saying, oh, you know, your cycle is lasting a little longer. So you need more progesterone. Let's give you this herb. Uh -huh. No, we need to really figure out why are you not producing enough progesterone and is that really the problem? Are you also estrogen dominant and why are you estrogen dominant and what's going on with your thyroid and what's going on with your cholesterol, you know, all of that stuff. So is, is this, um, this is blood test and urine test. Um, this is not the traditional saliva test that a lot of people have used in the past for, um, for hormone panels. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. It's, it's urine and saliva or urine and blood. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So have saliva tests become obsolete then, or what is there? A place I don't think so. I mean, I still think that there's a place for a 28 day hormone panel and that's blood and saliva. Um, the wellness way just isn't, they don't promote it, but I don't think it's inferior. Or that it's bad. Gotcha. I mean, it's going to give you a complete picture of what's going on throughout your entire cycle. You know, like how much of the hormones are you producing, you know, in the luteal phase and in the follicular phase and mm -hmm. all of that stuff throughout your cycle. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. well, this has super been super interesting. Um, yes. Thank you so much for sharing all this with us. Um, it's welcome exciting all that you're learning and um it's definitely got me thinking about what what's happening with my hormones <laughs> um I had hormone testing like I said the saliva many many years ago but I haven't had anything recently in the in the last several years so mm -hmm. um, and now with menopause coming up I'm sure it's all shifting and changing and very complicated <laughs> Yeah. I mean, my advice to you is really get your adrenals in order because once your ovaries stop producing hormones, then your adrenals take over. 
And that's why most people have a lot of trouble. Most women have a lot of trouble going into menopause is because they're tanked. Their adrenals are completely tanked and they can't continue to produce hormones. So what do you mean the adrenals take over? So once you enter menopause, your ovaries stop producing okay hormones and your adrenals start producing those hormones instead okay i got you yes and so if your adrenals are exhausted they're not going to be able to do it and that's when you have like all the like crazy menopausal stuff and the hot flashes and you know interesting just feeling awful um a lot of inflammation in the body like and and this is another thing is once you get into menopause i mean there's Allopathic medicine will say, oh, you don't need hormones anymore. Well, yes, you do. You continue to produce hormones throughout life and you need it. And the reason that cholesterol rises as you get older is because the adrenals are taking over for producing those, those hormones. And it takes, it takes more work to do that than it did through the ovaries. So you need more cholesterol to do that. And if you you know, give someone statin drugs to reduce that cholesterol, they're going to end up with all kinds of, you know, aches and pains, dementia, a lot of different problems. Yeah, I'm actually on an adrenal supplement because I have adrenal fatigue already. So um... take care of yourself, girl, speaking (laughs) from experience. (laughs) It's a wake up call. That's for sure. Yeah. uh... Yeah. Get your sleep at night and take your detox baths and relax. (laughs) Well, this has been very helpful. Thank you very much for your time. And um, I'm going to put a link to the wellness way um, down below in the show notes, um, as well as everlywell.com, the two websites that you mentioned, and um, also a link to your, um, your website, and those will be in the show notes. And I would encourage our listeners to look over Dooley's website. It's a it's um, wealth of information, and and uh, I'm sure if if somebody has follow up questions, can they email you or anything? Absolutely. My web page is being rebuilt right now, and I think there's a contact page on the new one. Okay. And that goes through to my email. Okay. So I would love to hear from people, and you know, work with them and serve them in any way that I can, and then. Um, Jacqueline's Jackie's been after me to write a blog, mm-hmm. so I'll do a blog. Yeah, that um, would... that we talked about today, and try to put it all in one place. But um, excellent. You know, I'm learning from the Wellness Way, but they are amazing, and I recommend people check them out and learn as much as they can from them. They're really the experts, and they've been doing it for a long time. And I'm new to this this way of looking at things different from my training as an herbalist and nutritional consultant. So it's, it's related, but wellness way is so much more than anything that I learned as an herbalist and nutritional consultant. So they really are good. All right. Well, thank you very much. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you so much. Talk to for joining us on the Deep Roots at Home podcast. We pray it has encouraged you in your walk with the Lord and as you serve your family. Could you do us a favor? 
If this has blessed you, could you help us spread the word by liking and sharing this podcast with your friends? And don't forget, we have lots of great links in the show notes that go along with today's podcast. See you next time. Thank you.